0: Thank you, Adam, for those prayers. It's great to come together um, as a family and just be united in prayer and encourage you. Uh, if you haven't yet been to a prayer night, uh, there are great times of just coming together and just seeking the Lord and um, just acknowledging that um, you know, there's nothing necessarily special in us, but we serve a special God. And we acknowledge that he is the Lord of our church and that his spirit is active and working. And in order for us to understand that, we need to come together and and pray and seek him for his direction and his wisdom, his discernment, as we as a church uh, uh, look to uh, share the faith that we have with others. And that's really, uh, as Kerry mentioned this morning, our theme for this month letting our light shine, and uh, what a fantastic lesson that was. I feel like you should just come and do that again uh, for for us here this morning. So true, isn't it? We just fill our lives with garbage um, and and things that we think are important, and yet the most important thing (coughs) sometimes gets uh, drowned out or overcrowded uh, in our lives uh, by the things that we put in it. And so Uh, We've been doing a a series on letting our light shine from Matthew 5. The first week, uh, we spoke about the source of our light, that it's not necessarily anything of us or our goodness or how special we are that shines. It's actually Jesus, who is the light of the world, that is alive in us, and he is the source of that light. And as we come uh, and worship him and be filled with the Spirit, as we uh, build that relationship with Christ and are united with him and his living of us, then that then shines out of us uh, in the way we live. And um, so that's sort of the, the source of our life is it's Jesus. So before we go, before there's any effort, before there's any sort of sense of me trying to do anything, it is very important that our going is couched in and is surrounded by our worship of Christ and our acknowledge of him uh, in our lives. So that's, that's first and foremost. We can't do anything in our own power. Can't do anything in our own strength. It is going forth from that experience and that expression of Jesus in us. And then last week we said, what does it actually mean to shine? What, what does that mean? I mean, sh- let you like shine. I mean, just some words, but what does it mean to shine? And we discovered that really it's that our lives speak. The very way we live and people view us actually speaks volumes to them. Uh, St. Francis of Assisi was famous to say, go out into all the world and preach the gospel, and if necessary, use words. So it's not necessarily the words that we speak, um, but it's the actions that we live out that actually show uh, that Jesus is alive in us. So our lives speak. So the next two weeks, uh, continuing on our theme, are going to be how do we shine? Next week, it's going to be very practical, uh, some do's and don'ts of how to share our faith. Uh, So if you're a note taker and you like taking notes, make sure you bring them along. There'll be plenty of notes to take that day. But we're also hoping for testimonies and stories. Um, So if you have a story in your life, a a testimony of where you have gone out into the world and you have let your light shine and it's been a a great testimony of actually sharing your faith with others, please come and see me because we would love uh, as an encouragement for us as a church and to finish off the series, to actually see this in action and be encouraged by stories that other people have had so we're looking to do that next week so how do we let our light shine let's just read the passage again just familiarize ourselves you are the light of the world you are the light of the world That's what Jesus says you are the light of the world a town built on a hill cannot be hidden neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. The first thing I want to say about how is that um, when it comes to doing, when it comes to Um, actually going forth and sharing our faith needs to be couched in two things and that is attractiveness and relationship attractiveness and relationship attractiveness see light in comparison to darkness is attractive, people are drawn to light people don't like walking around in the dark (laughs) they are drawn to the light, there is an attractiveness That draws people in. If you think about uh, going to the movies, sometimes you go to a movie and you think, oh, that was a bit dark. (laughs) That was a bit unsettling. I felt a bit uncomfortable about that because it was a bit dark. So there are some movies that you walk out of and you feel uplifted because it was a a movie of light and life. So there is an attractiveness uh, in our sharing. Jesus was attractive. People flocked from miles and miles to hear him. There was an attractiveness to him, not in outward appearance, but in his message, in what he was about. Our lives and the way we are to shine are to be attractive. And the second thing is relationship. 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 Need to say it again? Relationship. If we try and do anything outside of of actually genuinely desiring to have a relationship with others, then it's just something that's at a distance and something that has no substance to it, which is why in our strategy for outreach, the number one thing we're encouraging people to do is to go forth, go forth from here and establish connection points with people, people in your workplace, people in your family, your neighbours, your sporting teams, And the reason to do that is to actually build genuine, real, authentic relationships. And it's in those relationships that that then when you share who Jesus is, when you shine your light, it actually has a far greater effect than if we're just on some mountaintop sort of shouting down at people. It's always done in, in the context of relationship. And this should just be a normal thing. People are built for community. We are built for relationships. It's the way we're made. And it's the way Jesus ministered. Jesus spent time with people. Jesus had meals with people. Jesus was invited into people's homes. Jesus walked along the road with people. And even in just sitting down with people, he knew about the circumstances of their lives and he spoke to those things in their lives. And so it's not us just declaring something and being void of relationship. So attractiveness and relationship. So the next three points I want to share are all couched in that sense of attractiveness and relationship. Number one, how do we let our light shine? Well, we let. A light shine. <laughs> Pretty simple. It's right there. It's one word. Let. You've got to let. You've got to let. You've got to allow. You've got to make. You've got to permit your light to shine. See, that word actually declares that there's a choice. We can choose to allow our light to shine, or we can choose to dim our light and hide it under a bowl. So, the first thing is we actually need to consciously choose, it's a choice, to put ourselves out there. We have to let our light shine. Um, It's a conscious choice. We have to live ourselves in such a way, we have to position ourselves in such a way that we aren't necessarily under a bowl or perhaps just in church but we are up in a position where people can actually see us. We place ourselves, we allow ourselves, we let our light shine uh, in, in front of people for them to see. Now, I looked up in the dictionary the word let, and I thought it was interesting. See, we can let our light shine, we can allow it to shine, we can permit it to shine, we give authority for it to shine, grant it, empower, enable, cause, make, that's a choice. And then there was the paragraph underneath, the opposite. Stop, block, halt, hinder, impede, foil, thwart, it's a good word isn't it, thwart, inhibit, disallow, forbid, Deter. Now, I don't know about you, but when you hear those words, it kind of just sounds horrible, doesn't it? I don't want that. I don't want to deter. I don't want to inhibit. I don't want to impede. That sounds, sounds terrible. That sounds horrible. And yet, because it's a choice, there is actually a potential for us to do this. So, first, we have to allow our light to shine by consciously and purposefully putting ourselves out there. We let our light shine. Now, when I say put ourselves out there, sometimes that could have a bit of a connotation of, like, well, he's really out there. know, <laughs> He's out there. Um, I'm not meaning it like that. We're not to be offensive. We're not to be... Um, annoying. Uh, we talked about lights, and and Kerry in her little thing had a had a torch, and when the torch worked, she started shining in the in the kids' eyes, and they're like, "Oh, I'm not in my eyes." See, we can shine our light. Sorry, Joe has to pick on you in an offensive way, like when you shine your torch in someone's eyes, they're like, "Oh, go away! That's it's it's intrusive. Out of out of my ugh, I don't like it." And. Hence the need to be attractive in the way that we do it. We're not to be offensive in shining when we say when we put ourselves out there. We're we're letting ourselves position ourselves in a place where people can see it, but not in a way that is offensive. In the same way, a light bulb can make noise. I don't know if you've noticed that. We've got one light bulb in our house, and when the the whole house was quiet one evening. We had this light bulb on and it's just this bzzz noise. And it's just annoying. <laughs> I had to turn the light off because it was just so in in my ears. So it's not supposed to be offensive or annoying, but positioning ourselves in such a way that those, those who need the light can see the light. That those who need the light can see the light. We need to let our light shine. So it's a choice. So this morning, I have this message that I'm wanting to share with you. And I have to choose to position myself in such a way that you best hear it. But I have the chance to exercise that choice and I can choose to move if I like. So maybe, maybe here's a better spot. So we are to, no, that's not quite right. So we are to let our, no, that's still not quite right. No. Ah, that's better. So we are to let our light shine, people. We are to permit it, to let it shine and, and yeah, put ourselves out there for people to see. And, um, yeah, so anyway. Um, oh, I've got a chocolate in my pocket here, oh, I just, um, mm, that's a bit nice, mm. chocolate, <laughs> um, mm, uh, what was I talking about again, um, mm, I, wonder, I wonder if they're still there, <laughs> oh, <laughs> you are still there, I was hoping you might have gone away. So, so I have a choice because I have a message that I believe is necessary and important. I have to actually position myself here, fair and square, for me to be able to look at you all in the eye for you to see. See, when we are choosing to be behind the curtain, to not shine. And I ate the chocolate. See, when when the need isn't, when the need's not in front of us, when we can't see the desperation and the need for people to actually know Christ, because it's not there, sometimes then we can like lose a sense of importance. And that sense of desire goes away because we don't necessarily see the people in front of us. And so I have to position myself, I have to be here to see all your lovely faces to actually be able to to share this message with you. And we all have curtains that we naturally hide behind, if we're honest. See, we can choose to hide behind the curtain of fear I think fear is probably one of the biggest things for most people when it comes to sharing our faith and letting our light shine. There's a fear, and so we hide behind a curtain of fear. We might hide behind a curtain of feeling unqualified. You know, who am I to, to say these things? I'm, I'm unqualified. Someone else who's got it more together, surely. We might hide behind the curtain of shame with stuff that's happened in our life. We might hide behind the curtain of the desire to preserve our personal image. Ooh, I have this perception of this image that I'm projecting upon my peer group, and if I let my light shine, that's gonna, gonna have an effect on that image I'm trying to project. So we hide behind a curtain. We hide behind the curtain of I've tried once and i failed and so I'm scared to do it again. We hide behind a curtain of busyness. Ah, I'm just too busy at this point in my life. I don't have time. We hide behind complacency. You know, I remember a time when I was... Um, fruit picking as my job, and um, the season for fruit picking finished, and the boss of the company said, oh, we've got a plantation where we're actually grafting the fruit trees um, out at Charleston, do you want to come and work there? And so myself and the bass player in my band at the time said, yep, that's the job that we want to do. And so we headed out, and. Uh, I was actually really starting for the first time in my life to take my faith seriously and I was getting fired up by things I was listening to and the preachers that I was hearing and I really wanted to let my light shine and I thought here is a great example to put myself out there. From the very get-go, I'm going to be meeting new people and I'm going to say oh, I'm a Christian, right? From the very, very get-go. So the first day we rock up, me and my friend, and like, hey, how are you going? Yeah, I'm Sam. <coughs> you know, hide behind my curtain. Um, and then weeks went on and months went on. And I just had this niggling feeling inside me. Like I haven't yet shared. I haven't yet put myself out there. I haven't let my light shine. I'm hiding under a bowl. And when finally a conversation or something happened, Uh, where we could declare the fact that we were men of faith, it just changed the whole environment of the workspace. It was incredible actually. Um, The workmen there swore a lot, they told dirty jokes, they were rough around the edges, and yet when we declared who we were, it was funny. All of a sudden that started to stop. In fact, the boss came to me and my friend and said, I just want to thank you for working here because you've had such an influence on the rest of our workers and I feel like it's a better better environment. Simply because we put ourselves out there, we let our light shine. And I, I wanted to do it earlier. Imagine the difference we could have made if it was, if it was earlier. So put yourself out there, position yourself Allow your light to shine. Have a think now. In your life, what is the curtain that is your go-to position that stops you from allowing your light to shine? Number two. Um, Number two. You are to live countercultural lives. Now, let me explain what I mean by that. That they may see your good deeds. We must live countercultural. Now, when I say that, again, there's a connotation that we have to be weird. <laughs> we have to make ourselves stand out in a way that's kind of not good. That's not what I'm meaning. What I'm meaning is to live lives that are based on kingdom principles, based on the teachings of Christ. If we are to be noticed, if we want to contrast our light to the darkness around us, if we want to be attractive, then simply follow the teachings of scripture. Because in our world, people live according to the principles of self-centeredness, of we are number one, of going with the flow. And what it means to be countercultural is to be strikingly different in such a way that people go, "Wow, I kind of like that. And what are they liking? They're liking. The principles that we're living out. The teachings of Christ. Um, Jesus says, enter through the narrow gate for wide is the gate and broad the road that leads to destruction. Many enter through it, but small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life. And only a few find it. Came across this picture the other day, this is a highway in China and it's fifty lanes long wide. And it bottlenecks at the top there as fifty lanes try to get into I don't know, ten or less lanes. And as I looked at that picture, that verse came to mind. You know, wide is the road that people travel on. If we look in our society It's like this picture. It is wide and there are many cars, there are many people and they're all going the same way. The destination is the same. Destination is ultimately, as scripture says, a life without God sustaining all things. That's the definition of destruction of hell. No longer having God in control for all eternity, and everyone's on the road and everyone's driving that way. And I had this picture what it means to live counterculture, what it means to live kingdom principles. Is it's like we get a car and not necessarily just going against the flow, but it's like we're driving across the lanes of traffic. <laughs> Starting from the left and and it's making everyone stop. It's making a mark. It's it's everyone's taking notice. And not only there, do we actually go over the curb, and we sort of go off off in nature for a bit and we find a little track. And the little track goes up a steep mountain and it might be windy and it might be rough, but the destination is this view at the top of a mountain that is beautiful, this vista. And that destination is attractive. and people are sitting on this highway and they don't know any different. It's the way their father and mother have done it, it's the way their workmates do it, it's the way they, their family do it, it's what society does. We're all on this road, we're heading this way and this is our destination. They don't know any different. To live counterculture means to actually drive across that path, and for them to go, whoa, that's different. That's that's different to what everyone else is doing. And as they watch you drive up the mountainside, they go, wow, I I like that. That actually looks interesting. I actually want to discover that more. I want to find out more what that is about. And so living kingdom principle lives is like driving across the lane. But in order to live this life, we actually need to know our Bibles. We need to know what Jesus is actually asking of us and the way to live. Again, I came across a great saying that popped up on my feed. Stop being impressed by people who can quote scripture. Be impressed by those that live scripture. So if we are, for example, to love our enemies when everyone else says to despise them, if we were to forgive those who sin against us rather than pay back evil with evil, if we were to do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, if we were to serve those that were below us when humility is considered a character flaw in the corporate world, if we were to comfort those who mourn, if we were to not store up treasures on earth, if we were not to judge others but to treat them as we would want to be treated, etc. etc. etc., then those around us, whoa, take notice. And again, it's attractive because every human being is made in the image of God. And when they see his ways in us, there is a natural desire to to be drawn into it and to investigate. And deep down, it makes more sense than driving along that highway and going with the flow. And so again, I want to ask you this morning, in what ways are we perhaps driving our cars in the same direction as those around us, when we know deep down is actually calling us to do a J-turn and cut across. How do we shine in all that we do? Number three, we point back to God. They may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. The end goal of shining is not to make a name for ourselves, but to bring others to Jesus. Acts 13 says, I have made you a light, there it is again, a light to the Gentiles, that you may bring salvations to the end of the earth. See, there is a purpose to shining. There is an end game. And that is not that we think of ourselves as special, but that we allow others to see that Jesus is special. It's not that we make a name great for ourselves, but we understand that his name is great. How do we shine? When people see what we do, we simply testify that we are nothing, but he is everything. To God be the glory, great things he has done. We are saved by grace, not by works that we can't boast. We point back to the source of our light, that is Jesus there's a difference between shining to get attention for ourselves and shining to give glory to God. And we can get caught in a trap, I think, particularly in church circles about how we're going and the image that we portray in order to make ourselves look like we're shining. But really, it's just to make ourselves look good rather than to declare the goodness of what He has done inside of us. When I was sharing with Jo what I was going to be preaching about, she said that, oh, it's just like me in the job that I do. Uh, jo uh, sells cleaning products and she goes into people's homes. And the thing about, this isn't an ad for her, the <laughs> thing about the way she does it is that she's passionate about what sh- she sells because it's changed her life. Jo likes to clean and keep things tidy in our home. And she's found a product that works and that saves time and saves money and that really helps her. And so because of that, there's a passion in her to share the product with other people. She's not trying to sell something she doesn't like. She's actually selling something that she believes in. It's the same with us. When we let our light shine, it's not that we're trying to make people look at us, but they're looking at the product that is in us. And so Joe said, what I do is I demonstrate how good the product is, and then I simply step aside. And now it's between the customer and the product, because I want them to have the product. I want them to be changed by the product. And so how do we shine? We When when Jesus is alive in us, when people see the goodness in us, we point back to the goodness of Jesus and we step aside and go, hey, he's done this for me and he can do it for you. He's done this for me and he can do it for you. In fact, if we're trying to make ourselves look good, so often people see a standard and, and they might be broken and, and feel all out of sorts and go, you know what, I'm looking at that person and I can't meet that. I can't, I can't get to that. But if we are displaying a human being full of frailty, full of brokenness, yet who has been saved by the grace of God and has the power of the Spirit living in us, and that he has transformed this broken, lonely life and has given me hope, when people say, hey, wow!" God's done that for him. Maybe in my brokenness, God can do that for me. We point back to Jesus. And when we do that, you know what? The pressure is off. It's not about you. It's not about you. It's about him. I'm going to invite the team up. We're going to head into a time of communion now, and um, in a moment, uh, the the elements are going to be distributed, and as as that's happening, I just really encourage you just just to take stock and just to think. Is there perhaps something that I'm hiding behind? Is God actually calling me to live a life that is perhaps different to just going with the flow? Perhaps I'll try to puff myself up and make myself something that I'm not when really I just need to be moving out of the way and let others be marveled at what Jesus has done in me. Just like to invite the communion stewards now to hand out the elements. And I encourage you just, just to take them and hold them. And just to dwell. And just to think of what's been spoken this morning. And you know what? Perhaps this morning you haven't yet even decided to follow Jesus' fully in your life perhaps this morning might be an opportunity for you to simply pray as you take communion and ask Jesus in say hey this Jesus that keeps being talked about sounds amazing sounds like he can transform a broken heart sounds like he can support me If that's you, you can simply pray as you take the bread and the wine and you can invite Him into your hearts. As as these are being distributed, I'm just going to invite the band just to sing the first verse of this song and I really encourage you just to simply dwell and focus on the bread and the wine and for all that Jesus has done and all that He is speaking to you about this morning. Just keep holding those and we're gonna come back together. we take the bread and we take the wine as a reminder of what Jesus has done for us while we were still sinners while we were still far off Jesus laid down His life for you and me that we might find hope salvation life not just for this life but for all eternity and You know, as I was thinking about what Jesus said when he said, my body broken and my blood shed. We might feel like there's certain parts of our lives that are broken. There are certain areas of our life that are broken. When we take communion, we acknowledge that Jesus came and was broken for us in order that we might be made whole. Now we might be feeling lonely or abandoned and in reminding ourselves of this, we know that Jesus at the cross was left there abandoned by his friends, all alone. But he did that in order that we might be included in his kingdom and in his family. Or perhaps this morning, you might just be feeling low. You might just be feeling low. You know what? Jesus stepped off his throne in heaven And he humbly came and he lowered himself and he served and he entered into our loneliness, lowliness. And he did that in order that we might be lifted up and raised to life. Now, whether you feel broken or lonely or low, know that Jesus has come in order that He has come to lift you up. He has come to bring you into His family. He has come to make you whole. Because of that, we can celebrate. So on the night that Jesus was betrayed, He took bread and He broke it. He said, this is my body broken for, for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And after supper, He took the cup. And he said, this is blood of the new covenant. A new covenant. Not where it's up to us but it's because of him, a new covenant for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And so we do as our Saviour commanded. We eat this bread and we drink this cup, declaring his goodness until he returns again. Let us eat and drink. finish by singing together. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Save the wretch like me. I'm going to invite the prayer team to come out the front. And as we sing, you might have asked Jesus into your life today. It would be great to pray with you. You might be... Feeling a sense of loneliness or loneliness or brokenness. It'd be great for you just to simply get up, consciously choose to put yourself out there and just be prayed for, be uplifted, be encouraged as, as we come together and as we, as we sing. Let's sing together.
1: team for leading us so well and Sam thank you too for your word today. I really believe that's a word for all of us. Um, Yeah practical, purposeful, um, yeah, just a way to let the light that God's put within us all shine and just just need to allow it. Um, And what a great impact uh, that can have. Uh, We're just going to have a a time, a fellowship together in in the coffee room, so I encourage each of you to stay for a little while and catch up for a chat. Um, just remember prayer meeting on Thursday night uh, during the week as well Um, and the the prayer team will stay uh, to my left for a while as well fantastic people with a heart for prayer I would just challenge and encourage you to be a little bit bold if you've come today with a a prayer need or a point of praise or something's come to you through the message today uh, please go and just stand with them and they'd love to stand with you and just just pray to the Lord and uh, speak to him about about uh, the things that you'd like to speak to him about. So yeah, please do that. Um, yeah, for each of you, just hope you uh, go out into the week uh, Encourage because the Lord's with you and just just be impactful in lots of different ways. so uh, just look forward to also hearing those testimonies. Touch base with Sam. If, if you've got an example of where perhaps you've let your light shine and it's just had an amazing impact on you and others as well, so please do that. Thanks for being a part of today. Trust you've sensed the Lord in this place and yeah, look forward to seeing you again next week. Thank you.